Hey, it's the Arsenal Bros. I'm Nick, joined by Kev. We are going to run through Everton, chat about the glorious return to Champions League football and preview the North London Derby. Kev, as always, has some spicy hot takes. Take a listen. What is happening, everybody? The Arsenal Bros are back, and we're here to take on the world with some of the hottest takes around. And for those, I have our hot take specialist himself, Kev. We're back at it, man. What a week. What a week. This is a groundbreaking Arsenal Bros pod. First pod ever after an Arsenal Champions <laughs> League match. Man. Well, I, I, I don't know if, we ever, if we'd ever get here, but here we are, and it feels great. I think we can say thanks to us. I mean, since we've started the pod, we've continued to ascend and get to this position, and here we are. So uh, we'll we'll take a little little chunk of that, right? You're well. You're welcome. That's how it works. Football club. <laughs> Man, what a week! I feel like this could. I don't want to say anything is defined by this week, but if we can win the derby this weekend. Well, I, I, I reckon we'll have one if, if we win it, I think we'll win three games in three different ways and it will, it will take Arteta to a new level. And I think it will take the club to a new level because we'll, we'll talk about Everton, but a very controlled performance, finally breaking the Goodison duck. And then we'd go PSV at home. Just annihilated them. A bit more open, but an offensive, um, I don't want to say master class, but it was pretty freaking good. And however we win in Tottenham, I, I mean, I don't I don't see, I see it being a mix of um, the chaos that the Derby brings and the control and patience that we need as well. So, man, this, this could be an all-timer week. Shout out to our boy Raph. He'll, uh, he he was there at the Champions League game, and it will be at the Derby. It's like, man, what a, what a time to be an Arsenal match attending fan! I can't, I couldn't imagine something like that. Well, well, how do you feel as a match watching fan, let alone match attending fan? Yeah, it's been interesting. I think we're a different team than we were last year. Like so and... much so much and it it almost changes like the game the game viewership i know we'll get into we'll get into the champions league game in a bit but talking about everton felt like it was i described our playing style to the the head coach of the of the college team that i coached asked me how the arsenal game went and i'm like it was good and i said we won 1-0 and i said it was boring that boring was the word that i used and mm. you know we've been talking about for the last maybe season and a half and we've really been in the ascendancy in the table it's like who are we are we a new liverpool mm-hmm. are we a new city and for a, a long time i kind of felt like liverpool you know we had the wingers who were dynamic and and now you're watching it and it's like we are 100 percent turning into a man city type of a team where it's just about complete domination. I know we've seen the stat field tilt grow in popularity over the last two or three weeks. And 
it, because those numbers are off the charts. Yeah, it's wild, and it's what you know. Watching City, you watch those City games, and their goals feel inevitable all the mm. time. It's just a matter of when. And I'm not quite there yet with Arsenal, where we're trying to break a team down in their low block, and you feel like it's coming because we've had a tendency in the past to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. But that's it's a big change from from last year, and I think. Going into the Everton game was one of the really big, I think, talking points we've had for the last... Man, doesn't that game feel like weeks ago? It's only <laughs> been five days. Ages, but, for sure. But the big talking point coming in was the change we made in the back. Wow. David Raya in for Ramsdale. What were your initial thoughts <laughs> seeing that move? Man, I, I was quite surprised. I thought... I, I knew he was going to get a chance, but I just I had no idea when. I would have thought maybe in a cup, and I'll be just very interested to see what it is moving forward. But I I think he's the number one. I, I, I can't see us going back or having a reason to go back. I mean, yes, in two games he's hardly had anything to do, but what – I just think – I mean, we went – I heard him, I think it was on uh, LeGrove's Arsenal Opinion podcast, which I've listened to a lot lately, which has been fantastic. Uh, but one of them described Ramsdale as Jens Lehmann and um, Raya as Seaman. And yeah. I, I thought, I was like, hmm, interesting. But I think we went from, with Arteta, we needed, we needed that clop, that rock and roll a little bit to get some life into the back line, into the team, that passion with Ramsdale. I feel like we've almost moved past that, and now we're into that control stage. You mentioned this. Are we Liverpool or City? I, I think I think we're City is the blueprint. They they are the standard, so you want to be more, more them right now. It's secure. It's controlled. Any word you can use to kind of protect things that's that's how it is i mean it's controlled and and raya oozes that so yeah going back to how i thought i was like wow there it is already a big call and you know you talk about a manager showing um that he's got ice in his veins and it's just ruthless i think that's the word i remember an interview i think it was uh his his um when when he got hired, he uh, the journalist asked if if he could be ruthless, and he said, "Yeah." And you just looked at him, and you're like, "Man, he's kind of crazy, isn't he?" Here he is. This was a ruthless call. As a keeper, what did you think of the call? Is this hard on Ramsdale? Is this just us having to get better? It's fine yeah, margins, it's isn't it? Very fine margins. And after seeing Raya on the team sheet against PSV, it completely made up my mind that he's the new number one. That's how it is. And I think Ramsdale is good enough. He can continue to challenge him, but you know, leaving that Everton game, we were talking, kind of giving our own player ratings and, and Raya's name came up. And my thought was just the fact that 
I have nothing to say about him. And that's exactly what you want from your keeper. Mm. It was all under control. It was all calm. I think Ramsdale, and it's hard. I think it's this is a hard move for Arsenal fans because Ramsdale was one of those guys that really helped us fall in love mm. again. Not that we fell out of love, but he came in when we were, what, Down bad. zero wins, three losses in that campaign we lost to brentford city and chelsea Mm -hmm. three losses and he came in in the norwich game somewhat surprisingly we didn't think it would happen then either because leno was still it's not that leno was a bad keeper right but ramsdale came in changed it felt like a big call then yeah changed it and since then he's been good i think he's a guy that he's easy to root for and but he's also a dude that he'd give us nightmares sometimes because he would turn like a, a simple pass into something more than it needed to be. And, and you don't always realize, I guess what you're missing until you see, until you see something else. And watching Raya's distribution has been so good. I know at the end of that Everton game, he was kicking the ball forward and he was kicking it the entire field and Ramsdale can't do that. And that's just an added element that, we didn't know we maybe needed, at least as the fans, I think Arteta knew, but you see that change and just the calmness on crosses has been the big thing for me. He's snagged so many, especially against a big Everton team, so many crosses. And that that is what's made him stand out in my opinion. And his ability on the ball is also very, very good, which is I think a big part of the reason why Arteta made that call. But I think going forward, I th- he's the number one, and it wouldn't surprise me to see. What if you saw Ramsdale's name on the team sheet in the Derby Sunday? I would be very surprised. Mm. Very surprised. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Ramsdale in the rest of the Champions League group games. I think maybe Arteta wanted to use this Champions League game as a chance to get him sometime and i know it might have been ars blog or james mcnicholas whatever his name is on the the ars podcast Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how other teams don't always like cup keepers no one uses them and i wanted in my mind i'm like teams still have zach stefan played two straight years i think for city and all those group stage games and so there's the ability there for Ramsdale to do it. I think he's good enough to do it. And so part of me hopes that can still happen. But yeah. I think I think we've just seen this wild overreaction from the media calling for him to ask out in January. And it's like, it's been two games. He could literally start on Sunday and people would be like, all right, well, he's back. who knows? And I mean, you also never know. Maybe he's dealing with, a little injury thing that Arteta's keeping quiet. You just never know exactly what's going on. But I think what I do know is that I've been very impressed with Raya and I feel very, very comfortable with how he's come in. And for a team that struggles to get clean sheets, we've had two in a row. So <laughs> yeah. Why are we changing it home. now? One at home. Yeah. Good. Uh, good analysis there. I mean, can it, can it work with two top keeper keepers at a club? Can you see that working? Like, surely they're 
they're both not happy with it, are they? Or do they understand they're fighting and you know, whoever's getting it is deemed to be the best and that's the best for the team? It's a tricky one. It's a unique, not too many positions in this day and age where you have two keepers of this level, right? And that's what made Arteta's comments post-Everton interesting when he talked about kind of, I don't know his exact words, revolutionizing the way people look at mm-hmm. keepers, changing the way they look, and he- and maybe that's that's what it is. You see guys playing for a number of games, and then you can rotate, and that way you, I think, hopefully keep them both as sharp as you can get and keep them happy. And you're right, there's there's differences between the two, but you know, I, I was thinking about that and wondering what the, what, what the situation is that would necessitate Ramsdale over Raya right now. If we're, if we're talking about these things we like from David Raya, what is, what is it for you? Is there anything for you that you're like, you know what? That's the match. I want Ramsdale in. Man, from what I've seen from Raya, like, I like it. Like you just, you just feel, I, I don't know what it is. Like, you just feel under control. And I've heard about his starting position being better, you know, good on the crosses. Just doesn't seem rushed when making decisions. And has he been peppered and really tested significantly? Absolutely not. But in the game, I mean, ultimately, if your keeper is just, I'm just interested in the impact he's having on the back line. And how that trickles forward from there. So, and his metrics were really good. And you know the the analogy I'll give is Ramsdale is the girl you date for fun, <laughs> and when you need to settle down, you choose Raya. Wow. And I think that's where we're at right now. That's, I I can see that. I can see that for sure. <laughs> that's that's the hot take and i'm not sure how it works with <laughs> keeping the ex-girlfriend around on the team i still have to work on my metaphor but for now i think we're settling down with riot and we're gonna push we're in it for the long haul yes we're trying to reach new heights and uh it takes a commitment but also a solidarity in there very uh very well said kev i i'd like that a lot you know i my comparison would be that Aaron Ramsdale was Kieran Tierney. Passionate. The fans like grow to love him. Um just just a guy that is symbolized with a with a kind of an older just just easy to like, typical British. The fans player. loved him. Yeah, you can't I mean, says everything right, interviews, you're just like, oh, I just love this guy. But then you feel like the team maybe moves past him. I mean, I said that a lot about Tierney. I think we've we've moved past what he can do, or at least we need a different type than him. And that might be the same as Ramsdale now. And then we went and got Zinchenko. And Raya is the new Zinchenko. Like, he can do things just at a higher level and do things that Ramsdale just couldn't do. So I'll definitely be interested to see what that looks like. Because, I mean, a big thing I kept hearing about Riot was so good at claiming crosses. Well, and they're giant orcs in the middle, Tarkovsky and 
Beto and all of them. Yeah, he's he claimed a lot of crosses. PSV, I think he claimed the most amount of crosses in a Champions League game since 2016. And so, I mean, I don't know if I haven't watched Tottenham much this year, but what if they don't? What if they don't whip in a lot of crosses? Are we gonna go Ramsdale instead? Maybe. Not sure. I don't think we move from Raya, but we'll be very interested to see if and when Mikel makes some moves from there. Um, I, I thought it was a little cruel on Ramsdale to not get the Champions League game, but I think if we've learned anything with Arteta, he doesn't care about stuff like that. He doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. Like when you think a youth player should get minutes just because, yeah, he he doesn't care. There's somebody on the bench. She's like, yeah, no, I want to make sure I, I got a job to do and I need to take care of it. So, yeah, man, good chat on Raya there. He is the settled down girlfriend. He, You're ready to propose to him. He's the one you take home to mom. Yes, he's he's the one. Well said, Kev. Man, I like that. Okay, well let's um let's talk a little bit about Everton quick. That uh, yeah, you're right. It does seem like ages ago. Uh, man, I love Goodison Park. I hate playing there, but I hate that they're moving. It's such a one of the last cathedrals of English football. I love like the Goodison letters up and. Fans are so close, but God, I hate playing there. Seems like it's really been ages since we won there. We won with Ramsey and Lacazette in those black and pink kits. Whew. Remember those days? Man, it's been a house of horror for us there lately for a long time. Damari Gray scored that banger of a goal late. Oh, man. Yeah, some dark. I feel like that match has always been early December, right before leading into the festive period. Yeah, and... it's like really gray, like a day game, and we just we just can't batter down the freaking six foot seven giants playing Deitch ball. Man. Anyways, we'll run through the game quick. Martinelli uh, scoring an elite goal, a very odd. Offside call. Did that end up making sense to you, or are you still befuddled about it? I, I'm still befuddled. I'm happy it didn't matter. Yes, I think since it didn't matter, I've seen where people are also talking about how they. I, I don't know. Whatever. I've seen. I've seen the rule explained so many different ways. I've seen people say that they even like drew the lines at the wrong time. The line should have been drawn when the ball deflected, and not when the ball was played by Gabrielle. And yeah. Ultimately, I'm happy. It didn't matter in the end. Yeah. I think that's that's what I'll say. Yeah, I think that's uh, well said. A diplomatic answer. A great ball from uh, Vieira. Vieira getting the start. I loved seeing that with along with Raya. Kind of a big call, and felt like he deserved it. And again, the end product was there. We got a move, though, to the second half. A well-worked goal off the short corner. Saka to Trossard. Great finish. 1-0 win. A very controlled performance. Very mature. I mean, felt like Everton... We're almost waiting for us to slip up, but we held quite resolute, and I felt like they barely had a sniff. But 
let's uh when when was the last time you felt that relaxed at the end of a one zero match? Hmm. I, I felt like last year we had some very boring, controlled performances, like you said. I don't know if any of them were one nil. Maybe that Chelsea away game, but or even even like a two one, just a one goal lead. I, I can't remember the last time. Wait, you almost feel like we find a way to make it interesting, and maybe that's the Raya effect. Honestly, like I just thought about it, and we give up so we've given up so many early goals with him, and I wonder if he's just too hyped up, or and, and maybe it's not him at all, but you just feel like so much more calm and controlled, and we avoid that early goal, and we're settled and. Maybe with Ramsdale, it's uh, a little too jittery to start, you know? Not sure. Might not have anything to do with it, but just trying to find correlations, you know? Yeah. Mikel, obviously, I, I would be very interested to see what made him pull that trigger and what that conversation looked like. But obviously, bringing Raya in meant, yeah, there's probably he's not coming in to be a backup. He's too good for that. So, anyways... Great win at Goodison. Was just happy just to get that off. And then we look at the fixtures last year compared to this year. Same ones. We're a point ahead, 13 points, compared to the 12 points last year. Difference being the win at Everton this year uh, and the draw that we had at home to Fulham. But I'll take I'll take that road win. That was, uh, wasn't the most fun, but who cares? Three points is... Three points is three points, and nice to see Vieira come in and play well. I think he's just been so. We've talked about him on it a lot this season already, and his his vision, his passing range, the touch he has on his passes is so so good. And I think he's one that he could start for me every game this season, and I would be happy with it. And that's wow. not a knock on Havertz because I think Havertz. We've defended Havertz pretty heartily on this pod, and I thought he was good against PSV too, but Vieira is getting to that level for me where you can go with either guy and you feel very confident about it. And that's in product merchant to the depth that we have right now. It's crazy. That's what's, I think, so exciting for us as fans. We, I'm confident i've never experienced this depth with an arsenal team as a fan since 2006 i mean it's not even close we haven't even mentioned thomas party being out because declan rice has come in and boss things so much jesus missed what the first three or four games this season sinchenko missed the first couple games during timbers played a half and will be out until 2024 probably our most exciting uh, summer siding, uh, at least to a point he was. And, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing missing others. I mean, Gabrielle didn't play the first three games. And, uh, yeah, this depth is just wild. Wild. And it's, it's making us look like we're ready. I mean, Martinelli goes down, Trussard comes in, scores, scores the next game, and it's like we don't miss a beat. Different players for sure, but it's just exciting. Exciting for sure. Well, let's move 
from Everton, kind of a boring but diplomatic game to uh, return of the Champions League at the Emirates Stadium. Too long, man. Way too long. What are your, some of your favorite memories of the Champions League uh, in the beginning of your fanhood, and what made it uh, look? What made you look forward to getting back into it? Man, that some good memories and some awful memories. We want to talk about. <laughs> I think about the good ones. I remember the pain that has come with it as well. The the best memory I would have to say pretty wide margin to would be the win against Barcelona at home. Yeah. The Archivin goal was incredible. That was the game that Wilshire was announced himself to the world. And I remember winning that game thinking like, we are going to win the champions. League. <laughs> like we did it. We're there. And obviously it didn't turn out that way, but for me, that was a top memory. I'd also say, the Ozil goal against Luda Goretz, maybe. Yes, yes. That he just sliced and diced like 27 players for them was a moment that I'll remember for a long time. I think Podolski scored some great goals. Yaya Sanogo, did he score against Bayern or Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund? Yes. You have that and Ramsey goal against Galatasaray. The Turkish team. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of... A lot of good memories and just the memory. I mean, we joke about the Europa League song and how we secretly thought it was better than Champions League. <laughs> but hearing the Champions League anthem, seeing it with the guys, like I made sure I was ready to go at my television, volume up, ready to hear it. And it did not disappoint. Yeah, that was absolutely top and just so great to to have that back, the aesthetics of all of the, the Champions League signs, the lighting. Yeah, and to watch that, watch that uh, camera pan across during the anthem was, man, some of those, I, we haven't had many guys playing that Champions League and hear that theme. So I'm sure they were uh, so excited to have that. So it was great. Man, Charles. it was. It was funny seeing Trossard like smiling, like he was. Dude was just happy to be there. Can and... you imagine his life for the last eighteen months? He's at Brighton. Brighton gets better. He's probably Brighton's best player, and then kind of gets clashes with the manager. Grand Potter leaves. Does Derby not getting time? Goes to Arsenal. Has what ten assists? Now he's in the Champions League, scoring great goals. Wild. What it a is purchase. quite the quite the career arc, you could say. But yeah, the rain hammering down. Tim Stillman was talking about how it was like the craziest day of rain he thinks he's ever experienced. Yeah, I heard it was James Bench said it was like eight hours of that. It wasn't just a just a downpour. Like it, it just kept going. Crazy. Sounds it, miserable. Yeah. Sounds miserable for a fan, but I don't think there's too much that could deter any Arsenal fan from that day. And, uh, yeah, it was just great to see these guys on that stage and to shine. I mean, PSV, I think, was quite naive. I, They kind of came at us a bit and wanted to play, and, I mean, that made us a little more open because we decided we could actually play and 
play some free flowing stuff, but uh, I I I thought they didn't have the best game plan coming into this, and man, we took great advantage of that. Saka getting the first goal was so poetic, so fitting, and he's been such a catalyst to this resurgence and for us getting back in. And then just seeing Odegaard and how tremendous he played was was so brilliant. So, yeah, what a, what a day. I mean, about the perfect run out for the first time in six years. I, there's not too much more to say. It was just about as good as it could get. I feel like the only thing that could have made it any better was a Smith-Rowe or Kai Havertz goal, but Havertz played great, really you know, my thing with Havertz is I think if you compare him to Xhaka, he's, he seems great. If you compare him and expect him to score when he's not playing center forward, like he's not going to be as, as the numbers aren't there, obviously. So it's a bit of a ridiculous stat to really count games that he's not scoring goals for us if he's not playing the number nine. Right. Like we don't do that for any other central midfielder in the world. <laughs> yeah. But man, he was getting into tackles all over the place, um, and I just love that. And he had that cheeky ball into Jesus. And... Man, that was a f- ridiculously good service in there. That's one that if I feel like if Odegaard plays that, Saka plays that, it's being shown on replays, stitched up on Twitter, whatever, how, whatever you want to say. And yeah. And yeah, I thought he was, thought he was good and was happy with his cameo and some incredible goals we scored. When was the last Arsenal match you remember that had that many goals of that quality? Yeah, I can't, can't think of many. I mean, getting a couple outside of the box was elite. Chalsar took his so well. Odegaard's is becoming signature honestly, and Jesus was just absolutely blasted after a great first touch, but yeah, yeah, just uh, a a thrill, like, just party atmosphere, we talked about that a lot last year, the party atmosphere at the Emirates, and it quickly turned into that, which is the best, it's awesome. And so, we talked about wanting some hot takes, I have one for you. Now, kind of a question, kind of a hot take. Is Leo Tr- Trossard, Trossard, however you want to say it, I hate it when enough. You can listen to 10 different games and only hear his name pronounced 10 <laughs> different ways. Trossard. Is he our best pure finisher? Oh, man, that's a. I guess it's. You can kind of phrase that as when a ball drops. Who do you want hitting that? You get a you get a ball like that, top of the eighteen. Is there anyone better on the team at putting it away? Now he's not scored necessarily a ton of goals for us. He had one ruled out last season. Um, Here's the thing: he can, he, Lester, maybe he can hit that with either foot. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's part of what makes him so dangerous. Everton left foot. World class finish, PSV right foot curled it just inside the post, keeper with nothing to do on it. 
I think that's part of what makes him so good is his, I would say he has a very wide range of finishing ability. He's not, he's not going to be an Ivan Tony winning balls in the air, like, or like a Benzema, but at his feet ball in the box, I think he is very, very clever at contorting his body and angles and understanding the space he needs in order to get off a shot. And I think that's what, that's part of how he's so beneficial for us. I think especially against teams that are playing in a low block because you have to be willing to take those shots from from tight angles without much room, and that's something he excels at. Yeah, definitely. He just so controlled, uh, composed with the ball at his feet in the box, and Wenger would have loved him. Would have loved having him, and I know Arteta loves having him too. Like, man, just massive that we can bring him off the bench when we don't have uh, Martinelli is pretty special. Pretty special for sure. So, anything else to say about the return to the Champions League? You know, I think we're one match day into Champions League. But I have to also add that another hot take I'll give is that I think we're the second biggest favorite to win the title in Champions League. I think only City are are a team that I'd put above us right now. And I think we are close to City. I just, I can't in good faith put us above them yet. Do I think we can get there? Absolutely. But I think Bayern Munich... We have the fourth best odds to win it. We're it. behind. We're behind Bayern barely, and we're also behind Real Madrid. But I just don't think Madrid are quite good enough compared to their previous years. I know it's their competition, but I think we've got the swagger. We've got so much going for us right now that I think city are the biggest threat we have to win it. But how can you not watch that match and think that, man, we, we really do have probably the best shot in our, really our fanhood time to win it. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely believe that for sure. So, Let's, let's give it a proper go. We got to rotate and uh, hopefully, and we got to get a little lucky with the draw, of course, but control, we can control and only the first game, but very, very exciting. God, just such a privilege to be back in it, man. We were in the trenches. My friend's a Liverpool fan and he played uh LASIK as he called it. L-A-S-K from Austria. Like a twelve forty five Thursday kickoff here in the states, and uh, those are hard days. But we're out of the trenches and we're eating caviar. Good times. Okay, the derby. If there was anything more to add to this week, here we go. Like what a week! I don't think this is legacy defining, but I think we can really show that we mean business uh, with a with a performance and a victory in the North London Derby. Have you been able to watch Tottenham much this year? 
Uh, I typically do, but I haven't I haven't been able to see them at all. I've not seen a ton of them. I turned it on just in time last weekend to see them score twice to overturn that score line against Sheffield. Mm. So it's not, I apologize to the rest of the Arsenal fan base for that, but haven't seen them a ton. And so, you know, they, they're, uh, we're level on points. So it, it sounds like they haven't, been getting battered everywhere they go just yet. And uh, they seem pretty excited about their new gaffer. And no Harry Kane, no problem. Kind of a interesting spot for them to be in. James Madison getting some plaudits. But I'm ready for that. I, I, I don't think they know what they've gotten themselves into with us. Sonny's out here saying he can't wait to play us, and yeah, I uh, they surely can't be too excited, right? I think it's easier to say it than it is to want to act act that out. I think one of the the big questions for me is the eleven we roll out there. Some interesting decisions to be made. On the front line, Jesus or Eddie, I think likely Trossard on the left. But you don't know if Reese Nelson could get in there, potentially. Um, midfield, is it going to be Havertz or Vieira Ooh. who starts there? And then assuming the back line's the same, but we've thought that at times and it's changed. What are you, what are you expecting? What are you hoping for? And then what are you expecting lineup-wise? Great question. I, man, I'm hoping for Havertz. I think he's a big game player, wins the duels, great in the air, could score different types of goals that you don't don't really know. Just what you need when you need it, I guess. Um, I well, I want to see Jesus. Trussard, he came off at 60, so I feel like he should be ready to go. Man, I, seeing Reese Nelson would be sick. That would really be sick, but I think we got to go as strong as possible. I think Zinchenko, I, I don't think there's too many surprises from this lineup. I think we could go unchanged. Maybe Havertz in for Vieira, but I wouldn't be shocked if we go unchanged. I think... That midfield's a huge battle. I mean, Rice, Odegaard, Vieira or Havertz, First Madison, Basuma. I don't even know who else they have, but I, I, I'm not super worried about them. It's a matter of um, just, the, just the momentum, the energy in the game, the chaos that always comes from it, the nerves that come. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's lining up to be the biggest derby, I think, in the last... I'm trying to think of the last one like this. Uh, probably when we were both battling for those Champions League spots, but we've, we've improved so much. We're chasing titles, but they've also... Credit to them have improved with selling the legend of their club, and they've been able to continue on in a little different way. Um 
how do you see this one going? Are, are you worried about their threat? They've been playing. They've been getting results and metric-wise not looking too bad, but not sure if they've really been tested too much. I think Chelsea was their biggest game so far. Yeah, they they played United too. Oh, uh, yes. And won that one. And, you know, my brother is a United fan. He actually just texted me right now about United, but he was talking about how he felt like they were better than Tottenham through that game and felt like they Mm. were a bit unlucky for it to go the way they did. At least they were significantly better for the first 30, 35 minutes and game should have been done at that point. And then Tottenham got back into it. And I think ultimately where we're at right now as a club at home, you have to be, we're the favorite in every single match. Hmm. And that I would be very curious to see the betting odds right now with playing city at home, especially now that's, we're not too far away from that. I think if Martinelli was fit, not the, and that's not a knock on Trussard, but I think Martinelli maybe would he would be the guy I would choose over Trossard if I had to choose if I had to choose I think Arteta would do the same mm-hmm. but I think we may even be slight favorites in that match but we'll we'll get there more later down the road yeah I think <laughs> I think we've got the energy I think it was typically you'd rather be Tottenham sitting at home this week watching us True. have to play midweek and Yes, yeah, yeah, I guess that that's the, a good question. Would you rather play midweek and have a morale boosting huge return? Uh or would you rather be at home not playing, seeing your opponent do that? Or did we expend too much energy and emotional energy in that game? You could justify it either way, I feel like. You really can. And the one thing that stresses me out just a little bit is you know you go back to last season some of our more emotional wins Mm. we seemed to follow up with subpar performances and we've had two i wouldn't say everton was overly emotional but i think we saw especially in the fan base how excited we were about that win beating that team at that park and and it was a reminder of how difficult that's been for us. And then Champions League was, like I said, we were in cruise control for that match. And I feel like this could be the time where it was beneficial to play midweek. But I hope that we were able to kind of quickly focus back in, like Arteta said, enjoy the enjoy the three points Wednesday night and Thursday morning. It's back to business. And I think if we were able to make a good transition into the preparation for Tottenham, I think that gives us a big advantage. I think we're the better team and it'll take a lot for Tottenham to have to have to try and get a result. And it'll, I'll be curious to see how deep they want to sit against us because I think the Everton match, what we saw out of Fulham is going to be the new normal. I don't think PSV gave a very good blueprint on how to, play us straight up and succeed. And so I don't know that I picture Tottenham doing that either on Sunday. I think they're probably going to hope it's a classic Derby 
with some physicality, stuff like that going in. They've got the guys to do that. Richarlison likes to have that side of his game, but I think we're built for that more now than we have been in the past with the additions of Rice and Havertz. And I think that prepares us well for that result. And I think the crowd is going to be a massive factor in this match. It has been for years in this fixture. And man, would this not top off about the best week you can ever remember as an Arsenal fan? It would be a pretty good week. <laughs> it would be a pretty good week. No silverware, but just back in the Champions League, a gritty away win and a derby win. Like you can't, you can't ask for much, much more. So, and in, in both clean sheets so far. So, and that's after a pulsating United win. So, um, win against United, that is. So, um, yeah, well, what uh, what prediction are you putting down? Man, I haven't even thought about it much, but now that we're going... Yeah, we have. I, I will go three... Man, I will go three zero. I, I like that better than what I'm... I'm going to say two one to the Gunners in, in a classic... And um, maybe not, maybe not a late goal because I feel like late, late juice has been squeezed. But I could see a tight affair. I would love to keep a clean sheet, especially at home. But I think this game just naturally brings so much chaos. There's no way around it. Um, but maybe we could put a controlled, dominant performance in. Um, just, you just want those three points. I mean, you can't say this is a must-win game right now but you you can't you definitely can't lose this and you got to take your points at home right absolutely and i think we come out on fire like we have the last couple seasons in this fixture and hit them hit them fast i, I guess i don't even know what other words to put onto that but just playing with that intense, the level of intensity that they don't have the ability to match. And with the crowd behind us, I think we have that opportunity. And I think we can hopefully put the game away. Like last year, obviously anything can happen in a Derby, but I think two goals in the first half and we are set up really, really nicely to see the game out and, and bask in another three points. And, who knows, depending on the city result over the weekend, there was a chance that the winner could go joint top of the table in this match. So oh, man. A lot of implications on it. I suppose that would make for the perfect week. I'm uh, I'm here for that one for sure. So I, I just saw a tweet. So we, we really went from El Munia and Manone to Ryan Ramsdale. That, uh, that is about as big of a transformation. As we can get, so wild. That is quite the upgrade. Okay, man, great running through this week with you, and uh, very excited to do it again. Hopefully, post Derby win for sure. That would be wild. That's the goal. Yeah, man, that would that would really just be can't ask for much more. That's for sure. 
So, all right. For Kev, I'm Nick. We're the Arsenal Bros, and we're loving life as an Arsenal fan. Can't wait for this weekend. <laughs>